Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Tuesday on the Horn B&E with you. Our coach's corner coming up. Fucking quarterbacks in the Big 12. Which schools, which programs have the best quarterback room, according to the Austin American Statesman? They've got an interesting preview of that today. We'll dive in and where the Longhorns stand, where your favorite team in the Big 12 stands. So uh, reminding you of the excessive heat warning that continues statewide, and certainly here in Central Texas, temperatures well over 100 degrees. Heat indexes and values of the heat index as hot as 120 in certain areas, so this is no joke. It is uh, serious, dangerous heat to be out in. Yeah, I thought last night we were going to get some rain. It started thundering out around 6.30 out of my place. I'm thinking, you know what, I'm going to start doing that dance. I was out in the front yard and started doing that dance. But I said, nah, it's not going to rain. I got one, two drops hit me, and then it just stopped. Well, That was, was it. There was some severe weather in the hill country coming in, and then it just kind of fizzled out as it got, it was just too damn hot. It's like, you know, bring some relief to these I know. people. Screw That's that. what I, bring me, I know. Just give me just a little bit of relief here. No, it is. Uh, it's something else for sure. And it's already in the 80s. When did it start last year? Did it not Earlier, start? It was in was May. It, was it May? It was late May, oh, yeah. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I just remember May being triple digits already. And we're thinking, man, what is going to happen? But and August was a little bit of a reprieve. We just, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, this is, we didn't hit a triple digit day until recently. Uh, so it's a little bit later. But this is some of the, the warmest, the hottest temperatures on record that are, we're dealing with right now. This is extreme here into the uh, the first week of and summer. And a lot of it is not even with the sun out on you. Yeah, well, and, and it's, you know, when you're when you're at 108, which we which is not uncommon here in Central Texas, but you know it's, it's still high. But then you combine the 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 Gulf Coast moisture and the Houston like humidity that we're getting right now. I mean, it's it's a dangerous combination because the, that's where it leads to the heat index and the feels like temp. Absolutely, it's just just dangerous. Even if you're not in the sun, I mean, it'll, it'll it's really hot uh, to say the least. But that's not breaking news. I want you to keep in mind because I'm looking at you right now in your golf attire, ready to go out and brave the elements. Also, I need to check on my group at Onion Creek that uh, there's always a group of guys that on this day. I think it's today or tomorrow is the first day of summer. Uh, maybe it's tomorrow where they'll get out there and. Try to play from sun up to sundown because it's the longest day of sunlight of the year, and they want to brave it and you know to be the be the warriors, the uh, the Iron Men. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you haven't crazy. you haven't you haven't given me any of your lunar talk. Generally, I get at least this time of year that there'll be a lunar eclipse that I need to see. That don't want to miss this because it's the it's the one that Sometimes will never I happen ignore again. Ignore them these days. Why? Poo poo it. Like, no, no. I look, man. I saw the. Remember, I saw the. What was it? The space station. The one, the one time you told me, the spa- oh yeah, Ty, the one time he told me the space station was going to be coming a- 
uh, at a certain time. I was outside. I saw it go over. That's they, just a space station, though. Yeah, I mean. It's not like a cosmic event. Well, I'm big into this, the science of eclipses. Yeah, he and, and Ricky lunars. are big into that. He's into astrology. I'm oh. not into the astrology oh. side of it. He's into the lunar eclipse. He's I mean, into eclipses. There doesn't even believe in the moon landing. He's like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. think we ever landed on the moon. Well, first day of summer is officially tomorrow. Okay. But I think it's tonight into tomorrow is, is the way that works. So tomorrow will be the actual longest day, sun up to sundown. Yes, I always used to get the eclipse. Don't look directly at don't look at it. No. You'll go Burn blind. Your retinas. Oh, yeah. You'll go, <laughs> Burn I never your met retinas. a kid that went blind yet from it. Then just because you didn't meet him doesn't mean it hadn't happened. That's true. <laughs> There's some kid in Africa that went blind because he stared at the at the eclipse. Or in Hutto. I don't know. I mean, I don't it could know. be anywhere. Don't stare at the sun. He should never do that. No. Right now. That's not good for your son. I'm not a an ophthalmologist, but I can tell you that's not a good idea uh, for sure. But, yeah, summer solstice starts tomorrow. So uh, it certainly already feels like that. By the way, summer run, will run through September 23rd. So the Longhorns oh. will be three, four games in, three games in before we hit the fall. So get ready for that. Hottest of the uh, the four seasons, to say the least. And we're already there at 108 today uh, in Austin, Texas. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Well, by the way, speaking of things to do in the summer, I didn't realize this. Did you know that uh, 48 years ago today was when Jaws was released? Steven Spielberg's first epic. Uh, re- how about that? Right before summer released that movie. Springing so- down in that Martha's Vineyard area <laughs> that I know well. That I do know well. But you it remember was- seeing – did you see Jaws at the theater? I did. Because I remember when I saw it first, it was it was later. Uh, saw it in, but man, that's a terrifying film. But to have it like right at the start of summer, or oh, was to come un- out so that no one wants to go to the beach. So I'm that sure was all the lifeguard the- <laughs> then too. I was afraid to jump in the pool. Who was the main actor? Was that Don Johnson? No, no. no. Richard Dreyfus, Roy, Roy no, Schneider, yeah, right? Yeah, Roy Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, Roy, wasn't Roy Schneider in it? Yeah, Schneider, Schneider. Yep. And what Richard year did that come out? 1970. 48 years ago, so 75. Yes, I was I was a lifeguard then, and I had I was the guy who had to go down and clean the pool at the seventy five. Yep, at the pool at the end with a weight belt on and a vacuum. And I I remember being underneath in the pool, kept looking around. And that was the summer of Jaws. That that movie didn't really have a scary effect on me as a kid. It didn't. Oh. Oh, well, it because you, there were a lot scarier films that had come online. You're Piranha. Not... If you ever seen Piranha, that did it for me. Well, as a kid. I had I had before. I, I guess obviously The Exorcist was the one that I have never ever overcome. Like I said, I still don't like Ouija boards. I will not go down the aisle of a place that has a Ouija board. I go oh, around I've, that aisle. I've had some Ouija board experiences. I don't play. I, that I don't, doesn't surprise me, Ty. I I'm a full believer in the in the supernatural. Uh, you, I don't do you play speak those to games. ghosts. Yeah, I, I just don't play those games. What do they tell I, you? I don't. I don't. We do talked that. to my buddy's great uncle, uh, who he had no idea about. He gave us his full name, and then we asked his dad, and then he was like, "Yeah, that that actually is one of our family members." What kind of substances were you on? Nothing. This is just <laughs> the my, stuff moving around. My friends, Did you make things my, move. Actually, it was Dylan, Dylan Weber who came on the show last right. week from uh, you know writes for writer for Georgia. It was his older brother who uh, was a little uh, he's a little bit odd, and he built a like a shrine in his closet with all the you would hate. Was he like Carrie? It was the there was some Carrie? weird stuff going on in there. But hey, we went I can, in. I can vividly remember being. Uh, 13 or 14 at my next door neighbor's house, Tanya Benningfield, and we were doing the Ouija board, and I was sitting there going, I got nothing. Got, got, nothing. got nothing? Got nothing out Turned of it? Turned all the lights off. Three uh-uh. or four people. Won't do it. I got nothing. I like. I, 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 we were doing it, I'm, and I'm sitting there with my fingers like, they don't even have, hovering do they have over Ouija the boards? Like, do they, don't, they used to be in like toy stores. Yeah, they? they do still. They still do? 
my mom, she she got actually mad. I like came close to grounding me when this happened because she had a friend supposedly when she was in like high school that like actually went to the mental the insane it's asylum a, really? after a Ouija board An institution experience. really yes she's oh, like this is real on. no i it won't is. play that i don't play that i don't go down the aisle i'll go is that the room no i'll go right around to the next aisle just won't i don't go down those aisles i just exorcist did something to me to just no thanks and jaws was filmed in on martha's vineyard it was filmed in april and i don't know if you've ever been in that water and those people that that all oh, you see those people on the beach that ran into the water that was like april well, in I mean, New England, it was a learning experience for Steven Spielberg. If you, I've seen a documentary about the making of that, and that he, you know, he was so precise, and he so he could only shoot for certain times of the day. That's right. He needed the sun to be at the right place, and you know, the, it just took forever. It was like way over budget. The uh, studio was getting angry at him because, but then it came out and it became the largest grossing uh, to its time uh, movie in in, in U.S. history. Uh, until Star Wars came out a couple years later and broke that record. But, um, yeah, Steven Spielberg started this whole summer. That, that was the first of the summer blockbusters. Yes. And now it's become, well, what's going to be the summer blockbuster? I don't even know what it is this year. I don't go to movies that often. But uh, is there a summer blockbuster this time? I mean, I know I heard Chad and those guys talking about the 10th the edition of Fast and the Furious or whatever that. But that's something I will not Never see. Never seen any of those. Me either. There's a new Jennifer Lawrence film that's about to come out that's supposed to be pretty J-Law? good. J-Law? Is that a summer blockbuster? About- uh, hmm. there, there's a, there is a movie that's coming out at the end of the month. I cannot remember what it was, but it's... It's definitely the like the the summer the well, big this, main movie of the summer. I'll, I'll have to look once. This give me might a be the year that I go to a summer blockbuster. It's so hot. Something you can actually do in the summertime. Get in the air conditioning and then see a film. It's been forever since it's been. Oh, there. Indiana yeah. Jones. Oh, Indiana that's right. Jones. Oh, no, oh. Hellboy three coming out. Well, Indiana Jones. That was my my growing up years. That uh, um, got know, another Mission Impossible too. I've not seen any of those with Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Tom me, Cruise me back? Either. Is he running? Is Cruise in? Is he running again? <laughs> yeah. Wow. He was, of course, in the Guy's summer. in shape now. When did Maverick come out? Was that last year? Last summer? Two summers ago. That was two summers ago. And that, that was, was last the, summer. That was or last just summer. Last summer? Yeah, time flies. That was this year. Like, that was even in the summer. I'm pretty sure. No. And was guess it? who's Top never Gun seen Maverick? it yet? You have not? No. Come on, dude. No, dude has not gone to see that yet. That is officially the last movie I went to see at the theater because everybody told me you have to see it in the theater. Has to, it's it's. It, don't wait till it gets to your house. That might be the last movie I saw in theaters too. I think well, and that that for sure. And before that, it was a long time ago. It was an all American experience. Uh, that movie came out April twenty eighth of twenty twenty two, so not a little over a year ago. And that was the big blockbuster of last year, no doubt. Uh, this says Indiana Jones with ninety seven year old Harrison Ford. You know, but it still works. I think he's got the he's got the hat. How old is he now? Uh, Harrison's in his eighties. He really is. Uh, he's jumping like on trolley cars and doing all those. He has a lot of AI again. technology. He Do is. They? He is eighty. He is eighty. Eighty. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, it's pretty good though. He got. A, they got it like a eight minute standing ovation in the first, like a private viewing with him there. Well, so. I was. A, I was a kid when it was, the first one came out, and I was hooked. I was all in on Indiana Jones. Those were, I was too. Some of my favorite movies through the eighties, coming off the Star Wars years. But uh, all right, so that's a little walk down memory lane. Summer blockbusters. Uh, what films are you looking forward to this year? Let's get to the other headlines, trending topics, then we'll talk quarterbacks in the Big 12. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, we heard from Craig Way in the Craig Way Report. Uh, it's Wake Forest now in control of their bracket at the College World Series. Big 3-2 to two win last night. They rallied from 2-0 early to beat LSU with a run in the eighth inning. They get the victory. They are 2-0 and 7-0 overall in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they're 2-0 in that bracket. Florida 
is in control of the other side of the bracket, uh, waiting on uh, some losers bracket games coming up. Uh, earlier in the day, yesterday, if you missed, Tennessee rallied from a four nothing deficit to eliminate Stanford with a six four win. And coming up today, pair of elimination games in Omaha, one o'clock. TCU Horn Frogs places places Oral Roberts, and then tonight at six, LSU squares off with Tennessee. Major League Baseball, first place Rangers open their series on the south side of Chicago with a win. 5-2 final, Josh Young drilled his 15th home run. Jonah Heim, big two-run single late. Win moves the Rangers a full five games up on the Angels in the AL West. They're six and a half up on the tumbling Astros, who lost another one last night. They got clobbered by the Mets 11-1. Francisco Lindor homered and drove in five for the Mets. Max Scherzer dominated that Astro lineup with eight strong innings. Ahead of the game last night, former Astro Justin Verlander was back in town, obviously, honored by the club, presented with his World Series ring by manager Dusty Baker. Verlander will actually get the start tonight in Game 2, facing Houston's new ace, Framber Valdez. Uh, Round Rock took their normal Monday off. They'll open a series with Sacramento tonight. In the NBA, Warriors forward Drayvon Green declining his player option for the upcoming season, meaning the four-time NBA champ will be an unrestricted free agent when that period opens at the end of the month. At his introductory news conference yesterday, new Warriors general manager Mike Dunleavy Jr. said the team hopes to keep the 33-year-old in Golden State, but that may be difficult with the team's current salary cap load. Another major NBA storyline to follow Follows in Portland, where Trailblazer star Dame Lillard has been the subject of trade rumors among teams interested, maybe the most interested, the Miami Heat, reportedly all in on a deal to land the seven-time All-Star after missing out on Bradley Beal, who was dealt to the Wizards from the Wizards to the Suns on Sunday. Plenty of league activity expected here in the next uh, 48 hours. The NBA draft is set for Thursday night. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. It's not 90-year-old Harrison Ford. It's 80-year-old Harrison Ford. Who was? I mean, I, literally, I remember that he was my first favorite actor because he was Han Solo. I remember mm-hmm. that without a doubt because I was a Han Solo fan more than even Luke Skywalker. Uh, Hans was the man. Driving the flying the Millennium Falcon. Whenever my brother and I would play with our Star Wars action figures, I want we, we would fight over who gets to be Han Solo and who gets to be the Millennium Falcon flyer. Well, I always had my Chewie? Princess with Leia, Chewbacca, my yeah. Princess Leia dolls. So. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, but yes, we all who didn't have a lightsaber. Oh in the my late goodness! 70s. Of course we did, and whack each That's other. That's what I grew it. up on. Well, they've kept that thing rolling. Uh, they've del- they they've delivered that through all the generations of young people. Well, I had a sort of back. like they're doing with Mission Impossible. They're they're. Building miss- this thing into just madness. My stepdad's a massive collector of. He collected all the uh, like action figures, but would keep them in the case. So he'd be like, "Oh, look at this!" this as a kid, oh, you can touch this it. Don't cool touch it. You can't open it. Well, my neighbor. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. My neighbor Richard has an unbelievable Star Wars collection. Like, oh, I'm sure worth a lot of money. Worth so much. That's he's a collector, but uh, he's got a really, really nice setup. And uh, sometimes hoarding is a good thing. No, he's a, he, you know, Richard learned that from his dad. He's a collector. He doesn't hoard. He really is sharp on what he's got. Cool old Jordan shoes and Air Jordan shoes and Star Wars. I mean, he gets the good stuff and he keeps it well. He's, a, he's very specific. Richard is. Yeah, he keeps it in cases. Yeah, and, oh yeah, yeah oh, doesn't mess around. Uh, Air conditions just right on it, and it's worth so a lot of money. I yeah, mean, he's. I won't even tell you where he lives. I mean, nobody needs to know. No, that. tell us. <laughs> nobody tell needs us, to know please. that uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so good stuff there. Summer blockbusters are coming. You know, somebody said John Wick. Have you seen John Wick 4? I also have not seen any of the John Wicks. These are all. That's the one. You have to, you have to see that I know. from the beginning. You'll love that. Uh, I finally went back and saw all the Jason Bournes, the Bourne identities. And I did, too. It took me a while. Took, well, I, I always tell you, there was about a 10-year window, maybe a little longer, where my kids, we had three kids in a five-year period. So we had three. So all we were doing was raising kids and seeing Pixar movies. I mean, that's really all we did. Uh, so I missed a lot of those franchises starting. 
Because uh, if we went to the movies, it would be to you know do something with the kids. But uh, can you please watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes, I will. I will. That that's that's going to be on my list. It's all. Uh, I mean, that's something. It's easy, quick episodes. There's a lot of them, but you. I promise you will enjoy it. I know. Like, e, I've not seen Woody. I've not seen. Toy you've Story never seen yet. a Pixar film. No, I don't want. You know. To me, that's unbelievable. Uh, obviously, but that's just how I grew up watching. We would always go see those, and so I've seen pretty much every single one. Uh, it was kind of a, a staple. <laughs> we would go see them, but I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossibles, John Wick, um, Fast and Furious. You know what else I haven't seen? Any Iron Man's? None of the Iron Man's, which I, I hear saw are really one. good. I, and I don't do much of the superhero Marvel stuff. No, but, you know, probably makes me a loser. But that's the way that goes. And you guys, we're all on that same boat. Okay, so we've got uh, blockbuster movies. We've got football on the brain, basketball on the brain with the draft on Thursday night. Let's dive in quick to the Coach's Corner, brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. They never do. And that's one of the things with the movie theater, Buck. Tom McKay and his team setting up your movie room, your watching room. I'm ready for the theater oh, now. It's so great. I mean, I can just fire it up. Um, but you know, you, you kind of feel like you have to go to the theater, but if Tom sets up your surround sound, and oh no, you don't have to, you can pause it and go to the bathroom and get another drink and all those things. And then there, that's obviously hit, took it, put a hit on the theaters and the industry there, but uh, people still like going out to the novelty of the, of the theater. I will say that, uh, I become more of a binge a TV series watcher than yes. a movie watcher. I like the new series. So Ty giving me, uh, go back and watch always sunny in Philadelphia. I may have to do that. That's always a good comedy. I'm into this deal. This the, Ted Lasso and Succession both ended this year. I'm watching these, this documentary on all these national parks. There you go. You really are getting old. Why? Right. I love national <laughs> parks. I think we got, we've we got one right here in the state of Texas. We have a few in the state of Texas. Big Ben, you know, for years, you know, people kept telling me, have you ever been to Big Ben? And the same people that tell me that have never gone. I go, have you been there? No. You got to go out here. It's great. Everybody I mean, everybody that and, I've talked to that have been there. And I've, and I've had a great, you know, me, I've had two great. Trips to Big Ben. I wonder how hot it is there today. Well, it'll be hot. It'll be hot. It'll be cool in the evening. I guarantee you well, that. There's a lot of parts. Maybe well, Texas is so massive. I mean, that's not breaking news. But you get out there and you get to those spots like Big Ben and some, you're like, this is Texas? I didn't even know this was here. Right. But it's just, it's so difficult to get to. Uh, or not difficult. It's just I went out there. Was it Fort Davis where the Buffalo Soldier was? Been that's, there? That's when you did your mushrooms. Yeah. No, the, the, what's that stuff? Peyote. Peyote. Ooh, <laughs> gee. Wow. You didn't do peyote, did you? Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. Jeez. I was on my 50th birthday. I mean, they made that <laughs> trip. That was 10 years ago now. How like, time flies. How time flies. That's... That was on your 50th birthday. Yeah. I remember I drove out Holy there. Holy sh- That was the beginning of the going, you know, going out on 10. And that speeding was like 80 and I was like 110. And I got pulled over by the cop. And that was the, that was the start of the ring on the side of the of the car. And once I get oh, you into a right, car. because you actually almost crossed the border and you... You have darker skin, and they almost didn't let you back in. Oh, well, I went across. When I, well, and their Yankees ball cap on. Oh yeah, and those guys, the guy. I mean, I, I couldn't figure this out. It was it was going into the Big Bend Park National Park, and I go in. But so when I'm come, you know, you know, obviously they don't stop you at Border Patrol, but coming out, you get stopped, and I'm in a panic. I mean, I'm like, I you just hopped up on peyote. Well, well, no, I threw that away before I left. Okay, I knew good. that I had to come through that security checkpoint. And of course, I'm thinking they're going to have these German shepherds. They had the mangiest looking mutts. <laughs> they were going around the car, and I'm looking at the guy's dog, and plus it's, it's you know it's a Hispanic guy, and I'm thinking he's looking at me, and he's going, "So where are you going?" I went back to Austin, and he says, I'm, "I'm like you know I got my Yankees cap on." He's like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "From the USA." Look, I got a Yankees cap on. What do I mean? What does it What does it look like? I'm Do you not have a passport? 
I don't need a passport. You don't need a passport. To be in Big Ben. To be, to be in Big Ben. But there is a security oh, a checkpoint, checkpoint there. Okay. That I you go you. in. And, and so I, I go through that thing. And I'm looking at this guy's dog. And I'm like smiling and laughing. And those guys are serious about it. There's no jokes. You know, they don't want to. They don't want to hear any jokes. They don't want to hear any funny business. They got machine guns. You know what I'm saying? They got like AKs. I'm like trying to get something funny. What did I do? And and I did the same thing when I went to South Padre. So that was the second trip going through one of those checkpoints. I've gone through that one at South Padre. Dude, I was all weirded out coming back. I was in like a cold sweat. The guy's looking at me. Why are you sweating? I'm like, "It's, uh, it's hot in here. It's hot out there. It was like I was hiding something. I wasn't doing a thing, a damn thing. I just went through the checkpoint. I was a wreck. You got profiled. <laughs> got says, profiled. Uh, guys, head over to McKinley, McKinney Falls State Park. Yeah, that's right there, yeah. not by far from my house. I live in Onion Creek. That's just a little bit uh, down the road. Could be there in about ten minutes from where I. Yeah, live. state parks are are cool, but I don't hot. I don't spend the night at them. I just yeah, go in the day and walk around, then go but home. But somebody pointed conditions. out, Big Bend is uh, elevated and it's got no it's the humidity is very low. So it's you're absolutely with gorgeous. That desert dry that whole heat. Fort Davis and the. What is it, observatory there? I've never been to McDonald's. I, every time I've gone there, it's been overcast. So I'd like to go see that sometime. McDonald's? That's what it's called, I think, McDonald's. We were supposed to take a trip out there in high school. It was in astronomy. Ooh. Dang, you were in Did the you see? I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's, obviously, it's beautiful. I mean, they've got the big scope there. I'm, and I've, every time I've gone there, it's been overcast. And that's where, you know, that's Marfa and no, all that cool stuff. stuff. Yeah, I, I, I really did enjoy. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Fort Davis, where the Buffalo Soldier was, and I stayed at a place. And the lady asked me in the morning. She goes, "Did you see any ghosts?" I'm like, Ooh. "Ghost of what?" <laughs> and I said, "Bring your Ouija board out." I there. said, "I said, let me just tell you this. If you would have told me that before I stayed here, I'm, there's a good chance I wouldn't have stayed here that night." No. They say there's the ghosts How, you were in the in Buffalo Soldier. And you, did you, but you didn't go. No, I. We had a very ambitious teacher. Um, and I think he wanted to take the, he only, we only had two classes of astronomy. It's a pretty small class. And I think he wanted to take us all out there, but it didn't work. It was a class full of football players and, and such. So it was, it was a fun time. I still will around Yeah. Astronomy. The peyote trip was E that at one point that whole big bend area was underwater. And that's the dream that I had that the floods were coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We'll get into these Big 12 quarterbacks. We certainly will. I keep saying it, but uh, good stuff. Talking summer blockbusters and uh, summer trips and all that's coming with it as we're uh, on the eve of the start of summer coming up tomorrow. It's B&E on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Talk some Big 12 quarterbacks here in a moment on a Tuesday morning. Uh, Austin American Statesman and Thomas Jones over those ranked the quarterback rooms in the Big 12 1 to 14. We'll let you know where the Longhorns land in his opinion and we'll debate it. Also, who is at the top. Also, interesting, Buck, that uh, one thing to watch for we're 74 days to the game with Rice for the Longhorns. We know that Rice's starting quarterback, barring injury, will be JT Daniels, the oft traveled quarterback. <laughs> um, now. You know, playing for the Rice Owls after transferring out of West Virginia. I believe West Virginia was his last by, right? Yep. I'm trying to get confused. It's funny that Rice's head coach has uh, said he's been recruiting JT Daniels since he was like 15 years old. Because way back. He's 27 now. Yeah, well, the Rice coach, Mike Bloomgren, was an, an assistant coach on the staff at Stanford. Way back. Offensive assistant there when, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh and then uh, David Shaw. And, you know, recruited him when he was a five-star kid on the West Coast. Now, didn't get him, 
Um, but you know, went to USC. But he said he thinks he's offered him every time he's tried to transfer. I've tried. I've tried to offer him. Finally gets him. So that'll be the Longhorn opponent at quarterback that week. Uh, we also know there's an interesting storyline in, in Tuscaloosa. Game two is Alabama, and Alabama has not decided on a quarterback. Yesterday, Paul Feinbaum, you know him. Oh yeah. Mr. SEC Insider. He was on a radio show with Greg McElroy uh, last, earlier this week, yesterday. And he says that he thinks that uh, in the three-headed quarterback battle at Alabama, that Jalen Milrow, the Texan, the former one-time Texas commitment, has the momentum in the competition, but he's still not 100%. Remember, there's a new— So he can throw now. Well, I mean, that the, 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 the reason everybody's guessing, I think Texas's coaches will guess all the way up to game time. Uh, very likely, and it's one of those situations where both Texas and Alabama play, you know, team games they should win handily in Week One. So you can imagine, you know, I think all three of the quarterbacks will play at Alabama in Week One. So who's going to be the starter against Texas becomes a question. Jalen Milrow, remember him, Buck? He jumped in. He's from Katy, uh, one time committed to Tom Herman in Texas, but ended up at Alabama. He played last year when Bryce Young got hurt, right? Uh, so he was seen as the guy. But they also have a five-star recruit in uh, in Ty Simpson. The class 2022, who was pushing it? And remember, you also have to add the caveat that they have a new offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien left Tuscaloosa to go to the New England Patriots, right? And he's coaching Mac Jones now. And Tommy Reese was hired from Notre Dame. And every time we talk about this, Notre Dame fan says, man. That'll be a setback. <laughs> good, good luck. <laughs> That's the funny part. Uh, but Nick Saban obviously knew what he was looking for in his new offensive coordinator. And Tommy Reese was the pick, former quarterback at Notre Dame. And when Tommy Reese came in, also following him, which surprised a lot of people, was uh, Tyler Buckner, the quarterback at Notre Dame at that time. So now there's three quarterbacks competing for the for the one job. Paul Feinbaum says he, he's heard that Milrow has the inside track. We'll see. We're going to keep an eye on that. We're 74 days to the first game, which means we're 81 games to that Alabama showdown. Who will be the quarterback? Not sure. We pretty much know who the Longhorn quarterback will be. Yeah, they'll be pretty run-heavy, I would think, at Alabama because Milrow can run. He can absolutely go. Well, he's can more he? like a running back. Yeah. But he, does he throw? No. I, not right. not that well. Throw. We found that out last year. But I hope know. he's the starting quarterback. Well, and that's this is why we, we give credit to a guy like Jay, Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles now. He was seen as an all-run, no-throw quarterback. That's uh, where he lost his job at Alabama but went to work and you know worked his that's tail right. off with Lincoln Riley and into the NFL – and now he's you know one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. So you know you can get better if you work at it. But uh, we'll see. We have got uh, 81 days to that Alabama game. As for the Big 12 quarterbacks, how about this? Uh, Thomas Jones, who does a good job over at the Austin American Statesman, they're doing a series. The Statesman is, you know, ranking the position groups in the Big 12 position by position, and they started with quarterbacks. And they, according to Thomas, the number one quarterback room in the Big 12 belongs to the Kansas Jayhawks. That's right. I had his number one. Do you? Mm-hmm. With Should Daniels and Bean? Yeah, Jalen Daniels is back. There were times last year before his injury that he was just setting the world on fire. Yeah, he was real good. And then Lance Leipold, of course, is the head coach, and he runs that spread veer offense. It's you know kind of an option offense, but it's based on passing. It's it's a run run offense based. With, they use passing principles. It's a really unique offense, and it's really you know elevated Kansas. And Jalen Daniels, the dual threat player, runs it really well. Before his injury last year, he was thrown for over two thousand yards. He uh, also ran for 419 yards and seven scores. And the reason they have a number one is that Jason Bean, the really talented backup quarterback, maybe the most talented backup in the league, is still there. Yes. He didn't transfer. He's still there. So Kansas at quarterback. Uh, do you have a guess for number two quarterback room in the Big 12? 
It better be Texas. I would I would think it's either OU or Texas. He's got OU. I have OU. What? Dylan I have, Gabriel. I have them as my my. They're Who my wrote three. This? Yeah. Uh, Thomas Jones. Well, Dylan Gabriel, look, Ty the Homer is going to go crazy here, but Dylan Gabriel, when healthy, is a much more proven quarterback than Quinn. They Ewers. won five games, like five games. Well, last and he year. was hurt, and their defense was a wreck. And was, how is he more proven? He was a quarterback at UCF before that. Listen, well, he's because he awesome. he Quinn Ewers has proven nothing. So I mean, so Tanner he, Mordecai was good in that conference. But, like, but but Quinn Ewers has not played. So proven, you know, look it up. I mean, those are my first two. Proven? Those are my first two. I wrote down. Quinn Ewers has won more Big Twelve games than Dylan Gabriel. In in the losses, in the, even playing while when healthy at Oklahoma last year, Dylan Gabriel threw for thirty one hundred yards and twenty five touchdowns through just six interceptions. The the problem in Oklahoma last year was not quarterback. When he was healthy, they were pretty good offensively. Yes, uh, they were three and zero at one point. He got hurt in the TCU game ahead of the Texas game. And you know, Texas beat them forty-nine to nothing. Their offense was inept, to say the least. Um, but so again, I'm not going to disagree with Thomas Jones there. I think the more proven player who's going into his fifth year is Dylan Gabriel. Quinn Ewers has a higher ceiling than either of those. I mean, if Quinn Ewers plays to his talent level and what people think he can be, he's got the highest of all the ceilings. Right, and your, yes. your, your broom's better than Kansas or uh, Oklahoma. But again, yeah. that's that's the, the the question of the Longhorn season is how. Developed this Quinn Ewers become. And we're not talking about three games. We're talking about a season. Yeah. Do you get the Quinn Ewers that you had for a quarter against Alabama and then in that Oklahoma game? Or are you getting, is it going to be the Quinn Ewers you saw against Baylor or the Quinn Ewers you saw against right. Oklahoma State? Those are, you know, that's the, the variation. Dylan Gabriel, whether he was playing in Florida or playing in Oklahoma, produces. And the yes. offense is built for him. Yeah, I have Texas as number three. Well, so do they at the Austin American Statesman. Top quarterback recruit in the country in 2022 is Quinn Ewers. Is he bound for a special season? I mean, that's that's the big if, right? That's yes, yep. because I, I think if Quinn Ewers develops into the best quarterback in the conference, he's got the best offense, weapons. Yeah, and he's got the best stable of you know weapons to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God, I think we all saw last year there were just moments where you're just like, dude, quit being so lackadaisical now. And I think that's just his body language. But at the same time, and he was learning to play college football. And we always say this about Quinn Ewers. He didn't play his senior year of high school. He skipped it. He didn't get those reps. And he was hurt a lot in his junior year before coming back in the, in the state playoffs. Uh, I mean, th- this he didn't he, he's, he needs reps more than any quarterback because even last year when he finally got on the field as a what essentially was a freshman for Texas, he got hurt in game two and missed four or five more games. I think it's very similar to the Deshaun Watson situation in the NFL. I think they'll both have... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tremendous years this year. You know, well, Deshaun Watson didn't play for two years. Well, Obviously, I'm he's a professional the disagreeable guy because Deshaun Watson's trying to get back to a level where he was. Quinn Ewers is never there. Quinn Ewers has never been to that level at the I mean, I'm not saying he Fair. can't get there, but Fair it's point. it's just his best football on tape and on film was as a junior in high school. At their best, Dylan Gabriel and Quinn Ewers will be better than Daniels. That's at their best. That's what they have to have. Uh, okay, but if you're if you're, that's why those two should be playing if you're for the a college big thing. offense coordinator, or head coach, and yes. you're looking at these three quarterback rooms, which one are you taking? Uh, Texas. 
Exactly. So why are they not the best? Why is it not rated the best? Well, because like, I think it's based on those who have produced. Kansas and performance, yeah. Performed. Uh, Oklahoma's quarterback performed. Yeah, but all, like, all three of their starting quarterbacks that we mentioned, Jaden Daniels, uh, Dylan Gabriel, and Quinn Ewers, were all hurt for like at least four games sure. last year. Well, and that gets you to K-State at four, which you know I would argue to be higher huh? because uh, you know as far as producing, you know Colin Klein is the offensive coordinator now at at uh, K-State. You know they won the Big Twelve a year ago, and a big part of that Deuce Vaughn was great, but Will Howard mm-hmm. took to the Colin Klein offense. It took a little bit, but boy, the last eight games of last year he was dynamic, and he led them into the Big Twelve title game and led them to the cha- to the championship. And he's back. I mean, Will Howard, his size uh, is a guy that scares you. If, if he continues to develop in the Colin Klein offense, look out. He's, he's similar to Quinn Ewers, right? The flashes, what you saw, man, there's a lot there. And that's why K-State, as the defending champion, comes in as a team that a lot of people like. And it's also fair to say that most people believe right now Chris Kleiman, and I don't think I think you're on this, this bandwagon, Buck, that Chris Kleiman is the best coach in the Big 12. He is. I mean, he's, he's, he's won. You know, if you can win at the – the Division II level, when multiple national championships get to uh, K State, you know, replace a legend like Bill Snyder, and and now win a Big Twelve championship and look like a team that's going to is built to keep winning. That's a that's an interesting conversation. Do you think he could win at a bigger program, like if he got a big job? Well, he doesn't have to. Like I mean, a Florida, he, like he's been what North Dakota State before that. Show, yeah, it, shown it would ability be interesting to, to see what he could do at a place. You know, I believe like, guys who can win can win. I, I think that that speaks to like Joey McGuire. Sure. Yeah, he, he built a dominant force in high school. Jeff Trailer, you know, winners, coaches can coach, right? I mean, um, but you're dealing with a different kind of player at Kansas State than you are well, at for sure. And that's part of the reason why Texas, he was Florida. Well, I think that's one of the reasons. I, like, like Texas wouldn't hire a coach from North Dakota State as a program. They just wouldn't do that. K State was looking for someone who would kind of step that's in a great for, fit. for Bill Snyder and be a good fit with the type of players you can recruit to get to Manhattan. And that's credit to them because and look, there's only five Power Five conferences. He won the Big Twelve last year. Um, you know, guy wins. I like Chris Kleiman. Where do they like have Tech? Is Tech five? Central Florida five, according Ooh. to Thomas Jones, with wow. uh, uh, dual threat quarterbacks John Reese Plumley. Um, that but, dude is fast. Now Plumley's been there for a while. It seems like, huh? Well, well he was at Ole Miss. Transfer. Okay, he's a baseball guy too. Um, we don't play UCF this year, do we? Texas. No, no okay. well, that's Thank the one God. I got wrong. I didn't get that. I put Texas Tech. Talk about uh, a boy McGuire's on the game. boy on the bicycle. That dude would run for three hundred yards on Texas. I just know. I just know it would happen. <laughs> well, the boy on the bicycle played at BYU back in the day. That was Taysom Hill. I know, just so and that guy still playing in the NFL. Well, Thomas Jones and the Statesman have BYU ranked as the sixth best quarterback room. Wow. Uh, speaking of JT Daniels transferring everywhere, Keaton Slovis has landed mm-hmm. in Provo. Do we know this? He's bounced all over the place. He was at USC. Then he was at Pittsburgh. Now he's at BYU. Longhorns will play BYU this year in November. He will likely be the starting quarterback. They have them ranked as the sixth best quarterback room in the Big 12, followed by Iowa State at seven with Hunter Deckers. Hunter Deckers started every game last year. Uh, he looks the part at times, but he's erratic. Uh, they also at, at Iowa State have a six-seven freshman named J.J. Cole, who uh, a four-star quarterback. It looks like the, the quarterback of the future there for Matt Campbell. So, um, you know, got to push Hunter Deckers to be even better. Uh, Baylor is eight. They have Baylor ahead of Texas Tech. I'm not going to agree with that. Uh, Blake Shapin uh, is your starting quarterback there. Mississippi State transfer Sawyer Robertson is also there, but neither had a great spring. That's uh, that's the conversation at Waco that neither really, really excelled in the spring, so they're concerned. 
But as what I like to say about Baylor, for Dave Aranda, if you talk to him about his problem, it's not quarterback, it's defense. You know, when they won the Big 12 two seasons oh, yeah. ago. They had NFL players all over the place. Well, and they, didn't, they, they didn't allow more than 30 points one time. I mean, they, they played lower-scoring games, so the quarterback play wasn't so magnified. They played with defense. Last year, their defense was not close to what it was, and then the quarterback play and the, 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 the kind of offense they run you know, showed up because they're not built to win shootouts. They're built to win lower-scoring defensive games. They weren't doing that last year. But Blake Shapin there. Texas Tech all the way down at 9, Buck, with Tyler Shuck. That is crazy. I mean, I've got the first four. E. Other than that, that's it. I'm in a total scramble from that point on. Nothing's right. Well, I think everybody. Wow. Like, he's got TCU all the way down at 11. But Chandler Morris was the starting quarterback last year. If he's, I mean, these are all ifs, right? I mean, sure. that's why we're talking about the top, the, the more proven players like Jalen Daniels and Dylan Gabriel. Everyone else has you know, questions at the quarterback position. Uh, look, all the way down at number 12 is uh, Donovan Smith at, at Houston. He was the Texas Tech quarterback who beat, right. beat Texas last year with all the fourth down conversions and Texas couldn't stop him. He's now transferred down to Houston to play uh, and take over for their starter, Clayton Toon, who was a four-year starter there. Uh, Oklahoma State, Buck, they're dealing with the departure of Spencer Sanders to Ole Miss, but they're going to go with Alan Bowman. I mean, the rotating door of quarterbacks, they have them ranks 13th and 14th. All the way down there is West Virginia as far as quarterback rooms in the Big 12. So there you go. There's a little overview. 74 days at the start of the season. What say you? And when it comes to rooms, I mean, I don't know anything about the backups, but as you said, I, we know about the backups at you know, Kansas. Uh, we know of Dylan Gabriel's healthy, that he's going to be good. Just the way it is in Texas, you know, we've learned a little bit about the quarterback room itself here. Well, and I think that would be an argument for Ty's side. If you're taking the entire room with Arch Manning as a third string and Malik Murphy, a guy that looked... We just saw the spring. Once again, I'm spring. not giving too much. We saw the spring. But I think if you're Steve Sarkeesian, you put your head on the pillow at night feeling good about your quarterback room. Yeah. Uh, very much. Feel good about your backup situation yeah, and, and, and your starting situation. You should feel good about your starting situation for sure. Even if the first two guys went down, I would feel somewhat oh. decent with a guy with the last name Manning coming in. You know, I'd, I wouldn't expect much, but I, I'd feel a lot better than probably most of these teams do about their third-string quarterback. Yeah, yeah but how would you feel about trying to get to what you need to get to a champion? Would you feel good about no, him being no, your quarterback no, to get to your championship? I, you know, I, I, like I said, I'd feel better than whoever the third-string quarterback for Kansas is and what they were ahead of Texas. Well, that, should so. always, that, that really should always be the case. More, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the, I, in the world mean, of college football. Kansas is way too. I realize they had a great year last year, but neither of those guys can throw the ball very effectively, in, in my opinion. I think Will Howard. Well, right, look, Will think, Howard's my number one Well, guy. here's the thing, right? Texas has, I think, the most answers at the most positions of any team in the Big 12. Yeah, when it comes to most positions, you're right. They, they check the most boxes, and that's why if Quinn Ewers emerges and – you know, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be a Quinn Ewers critic. I'm just saying we. You, I don't. You can't. There's no evidence. I need to see it more than a junior year of high school, and then flashes last year. It's need that to be, dude has the most weapons. Well, yes. can, can we agree if we're if we're basing off of who's done the most up until this point? Would Will Howard not be? Yeah, would be one. He won the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, I think he would be one. But that's why I would argue. Or even shape shaping one championship. <laughs> right. Too. Uh, that's a fair point too. But yes, and so if Quinn Ewers does emerge and and really has has developed in this offense and taken to to, to your point all the weapons, well then yeah, Texas should win the Big Twelve. It's the all gas, yeah, no excuses no, season. And I think he's the biggest question mark in my mind. I think that group, and I won't leave out Coach Clemens. So, I mean, it could be. I I, I still think it'd be Texas and OU. But I would not leave out K-State because of that coach. That dude can flat-out coach. And you know they'll be an outlier. They'll be a team we're not talking about, much like TCU last year, 
who emerges, and, and, and we're not talking about who will. Yeah, right. Kansas can do anything defensively. Their quarterback's pretty well, I would, good. Well, I would say like a TCU if Chandler Morris is really yeah. good or, or a Texas Tech if Tyler Shuck stays healthy. That could be the outlier kind of teams. I'm not sure Kansas is still deep enough, too deep in, in the Big 12. Their quarterback play can be good. you still got to stop people and win football games. Right. All right. Uh, and for the duration, for the, for the long haul of 12, 12 game season, that became Kansas' problem last year. They just didn't have the depth. All right. We'll come back, take your thoughts, hit some hot or not topics, including this strange story involving the, uh, the vessel at the Titanic site, the site of the Titanic. What a scary situation that is. Details coming. Ty's got stories we've missed halfway through a Tuesday edition here on BE. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hot and not on a blazing hot, dangerously hot Tuesday, and that will continue all week and into the weekend. Just be ready for it. That's why I'm not real hot on the buck over there playing golf today. But you know, be just like my wife, just like my wife. Oh, you're too old to be out there. I don't know why anybody would be concerned with a pushing seventy year old guy for eight five hours on a golf course. But hey, you know who doesn't? Who? By the way, somebody asked me to ask you because I wasn't here the Thursday or Friday of last week. How your constipation is? Dude, I'm better. You know what? You just <laughs> that, you know was that what? a conversation last week? Oh, Tom? The, Tell me that was the an, entire show. Oh, I oh. Was, I went through I went through Wednesday. I played golf on Wednesday at Kissing Tree E. Ooh, totally plugged. And all my partners kept doing was trying to give me peanut butter crackers. I'm like, no, I can't. I don't need peanut butter crackers. So I came here on Thursday, and that it, it all took place. I, the, had to, I had to close out the show solo because he was like, oh, it's I happening. Did it. it happened. It's it happened. It happened. Can you, can you close it out? But, E, you know what? When I used to make fun of you know older folks, that when I hear about them t- doing prunes. Eating prunes, yes. It works. It works. I'm serious. It works. There's certain I, things in your... I, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, with age comes wisdom, right? And that's yeah. why you learn things, because uh, you're a little bound the, up. Yeah, the things you make fun of and, and say, oh... And so I never know what... When I'm, people would say, well, he looks like he's constipated. It's, I knew exactly what that look was. <laughs> I kept looking in the mirror. I knew exactly. Oh, I never could understand why he looks all constipated. And I'm like, what hell does that mean? You, you were pa- playing through the pain. Oh, that was... Sure. That was not... And Sorry, poor man. Monty... Thank Poor goodness. Monty. Poor Monty. Oh, yeah. Did he have some sage advice for you? Oh yeah, Never. Monty had some different Prunes. things. That, no. Oh, it was the healthcare show. For oh man, it was uh, two hours. Medicare. Standard. It was a Medicare show. Oh god, <laughs> talk about hip replacements, knee oh, replacements, man. And old patients. I'll just say this: Prunes. Old people have some great advice. That's how they get to be old. That's right. Their advice is fantastic, and it worked. Thank you very much. And I'm, I'm now back to whatever normal may be for Cleaned me. Out. Yes, cleaned out. All right, Ty, we'll get to what you have. I'm all, we're also praying for this uh, lost Titanic tourist sub. Have you seen this thing? What a story this is. Uh, you know, the Titanic is uh, the Titanic, 1912. Yes. Uh, but now tourists can actually buy spots on a submersible. Uh, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a submarine. It's a submersible. Uh, and five people can ride on this. Usually two drivers, two people who are in charge of the submersible, and then three tourists. Price tag two hundred and fifty thousand. How many feet are we talking about going? Well, I mean, to the bottom, to the Titanic. Well, one of the, the, the obviously the you know the, the Titanic and its wreckage rests like thirteen thousand feet below the the, the sea, right? Ooh. So think about a mountain thirteen thousand feet at the peak. That's how far down you have to go, and so this this submersible has the ability to descend. But this thing is you know you know what what uh, drives this thing? 
It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is it is driven by uh, uh, like an i like a like a video game tab. You know that's that's it's like what, a drone. Yeah, underwater drone. It's like an underwater drone, and it's a tourist sub. And people are so fascinated by the Titanic, they want to do this trip. And so you so you have to. The crew left Newfoundland, Canada, on Saturday. They started the dive inside uh, on Sunday morning. Contact lost just after an hour and forty five minutes. But it takes two hours to get to the, get down there. You're going thirteen. Did you say the word tri- contact lost? Lost. Well, that's the problem right now. They can't. They haven't heard from it. Where it's like the, where to go? We haven't heard from it. So uh, people are concerned. There's an, an urgent call. There's not much you can do for. You know, it's, from what I last read, they have enough oxygen to last till about two a.m. Eastern time on Thursday. And, if the if the vessel is still intact, and they could, the potential you know causes of problems would be loss of power, which would be a major problem. I mean, thirteen thousand feet below is. I mean, gosh, thirteen thousand feet up. Thirteen thousand. I, I think I'd rather down. be up than down. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know which. You can decide on that, but a short circuit would cause a fire, which would be a problem. Obviously, any f- leakage or flooding would be disastrous. Oh, the word leakage pressures. there is not good. Or some people have suggested they got caught up in the Titanic's debris, and so they're kind of kind of locked or ho- stuck. And it's not like you just call a tow oh, truck. Hell no! I don't know. Triple A. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's a worse worse nightmare. Situation. That's not the way I want to die. Do you realize how claustrophobic you would have to be down there? Yeah, that I mean that vessel is probably about as big as that table. I know, and There's you're in there with people. five people. I don't know. I don't even want to think about what's going on there. But uh, yeah, no good. A lot of people getting peed on. Pra- I know that. Oh, prayers, prayers for those people. <laughs> Man, Ty, what do you have for us in hot or not on our way to the top of the hour? Uh, I sent it to you on Twitter if you want to pull it up. But Max Crosby got probably the most insane chess piece tattoo, like tattoo wise, I've ever seen in my life. Um, so it features Muhammad Ali, chess Kobe piece Bryant. meaning a tattoo. Yes, for using folks, chess piece. Um, it it is. I mean, you know, do you see this? Yeah, it's like a painting. It's like a mural on his chest. I see a baby. I see I mean, a, probably I, his baby. There's Muhammad Ali. There's Kobe. I'm usually not the biggest fan of like tattooing your entire body, but I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. This wouldn't look good on me, but I, I think that looks that That's looks awesome, pretty huh? good. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I get it. <laughs> so you're not you're you're not hot on that. No. He's going to have that when he's Bucky's age. I'm not going to lie. The little, <laughs> he's uh, the looking l- for prunes. The little girl in there <laughs> yeah. who I think is his daughter, it, I thought it was Yoda. Off, it's a beautiful off first baby. Glance. It, those, it looks like those ears. I don't know. I'm I'll not, post it on my Twitter if any of the listeners want to see it. I don't have, like, the. I need a tattoo. Gene, I don't have any tattoos, but I don't, you know, people do I've got one. i got that dragon. It's humongous. Humongous yeah, dragon. Like, like when he's, Max Crosby's a great pass rusher for the Raiders. When he's 67 and looking for prunes. Oh, yeah. To clean him out, he's still going to have that He's, he's going to be able to find that because that thing is going to be down there where his knees are, all those tattoos. I mean, it looks amazing. Whoever did the work is a talented, talented person without a doubt. But, yeah, it looks like, you know, when you see, like, those beautiful murals on a wall, that's what his chest looks like. Where are his nipples? He still has nipples, right? <laughs> I see one. No, that's like fine Waldo. You cannot find his nipple in there. Can't happen. Isn't it by the baby's arm over there? <laughs>